0: what's going on guys it's Nick here back with another video today we're taking a look at ADP seeing who has fallen the most over the last two weeks and then I'll give my take as well as to maybe why that's happened uh if the players are now a value or if we should kind of keep avoiding them two weeks ago we predicted that Tyreek Hill Ken Walker Anthony Richardson KJ Osborne and Taequann Thornton would all see their ADPs fall Tyreek Hill Richardson and Thornton did fall by ADP while Ken Walker and K.J. Osborne rose slightly. And actually, Thornton was the second biggest faller over the last two weeks. We had a little nice hit right there. And I think we should start uh, briefly talking about Thornton, and we'll throw Hyatt in there as well. Hyatt, Thornton, two biggest fallers over the last two weeks, both down close to around. There was no one that fell more than a round over the last two weeks, but those two are down about 11 spots. Listen, I mean, for, for those of you who only play in redraft leagues right now you probably don't need to worry about these two unless it's like a really deep league maybe you've got like 10 bench spots maybe it's a 14 or 16 team league other than that for those in redraft leagues you just don't need to pay attention to these two and if you play on underdog both are now going in a range where you know if you want that low weekly floor but high weekly ceiling and again it's weekly Neither one of these two has a high season long ceiling. That's why you shouldn't really pay attention to them much in a redraft league. But on underdog, if you want at that point in the draft, which is rounds, you know, 16, 17, 18, you want that low floor, high weekly ceiling. I think they're fine. I take high a lot in round 18 when he falls there. But again, a huge chunk of you only play in redraft leagues for some reason. And so you really only don't need to worry about either of these two. Uh, two other late-round fallers, um, but ones that go a little bit earlier in drafts, are Jaden Reed and Rasheed Rice. Uh, Reed is down about a half a round, and Rice is technically only down three spots, but as you know, I'm always drafting. I'm entering at least one draft every day, sometimes multiple drafts, just to kind of stay on top with, like, where are people going? What's the market looking at, like, right now? Uh, more than just what the data is representing. And I can promise you that uh Rice is going to fall more than 3 spots. Like if we look in a few weeks, he is going to be down even more. Um he has been falling a lot. Like I've seen him go sometimes 20, 25 spots behind his ADP over the last week. Um and I think this really just plays into what we've talked about before. This video goes live on July 15th. Uh first camps open up about a week after that and then they'll slowly like every day we'll see more and more. So we're, you know, in a stretch of time right now. It's been a while since we had OTAs. Uh, It's still a little bit before we get into like, you know, actual training camp. And so rookies, uh, unless you are like a first round pick in the actual NFL draft, there's nothing hyping you up. Um, People don't know you as much. And so when that happens, people just are not going to feel as comfortable clicking your name as a non-first round rookie. When they have not heard anything for weeks, they're just not going to be comfortable. You're going to be pushed back in ADP. So I think that's mostly what's been happening. Um, You can see most rookies are down by ADP right now. I think that trend will continue until camps open up. And then it's going to happen. You know, a few of these guys, maybe like a handful of them, five to seven, are going to get some really, really positive reports. And that's going to skyrocket their ADPs. But again, right now, we don't have that. And so all of them are down. Moving inside the top 100, Dalvin Cook is the biggest faller. uh, He's another player that his ADP is down. So from pick um, almost 84, I think it's like 83.8, down to pick 89, um, it's going to be more than that. It's going to keep trending that direction. I got him at pick 110 yesterday. I've consistently seen him available past pick 100. um, And I think this is because... The rumors of Dalvin going to the Dolphins are cooling off a little bit. Uh, Current betting trends have the Patriots and the Dolphins tied as the favorites to get him with the Jets close behind them for third. No team is really close for fourth, but fourth place is Denver. And then after that, it's the Dallas Cowboys in fifth place. But it's really just the top three. It's Patriots and Dolphins kind of tied for that top spot. And then the Jets after that. And I think people are really looking at that and saying, okay, if it's likely he's going to one of these three, what happens? Well, if he goes to the Dolphins, he'll be, uh, you know, like a mid-round pick. He's not going to be an early-round pick no matter where he goes, but he'll be a mid-round pick. And he'll end up being a really, really good pick if you take him right now in the upper 80s. So that's one outcome. But the other two teams, and honestly, every other team other than really the Dolphins it's not great. Like He's the 1B for sure if he goes to New England, if he goes to the Jets. He's in a three running back rotation. If he goes to Denver, he's the 1B in Dallas as well if he ends up going there. And so you start scrolling through all the potential landing spots and Miami's really the only one where he's going to go up in his ADP if he were to sign there. So even though It seems like that's the most likely he wants to play there. They've already offered him a contract. We don't know how much that was, but it seems like that's possible. The betting markets are telling us that there's only about a 33% chance that that is going to happen, meaning there's a 67% chance it's somewhere else, right? And so that means there's a 67% chance that his current ADP, he ends up not being a very good pick. So Hopefully, he signs soon. Hopefully, we just know. Hopefully, we know all of these free agents very soon. But until he does, I do think his ADP is going to trend closer to pick 100. I don't know that it's going to pass pick 100. Um, That's like the, you know, mid ninth round range in a 12-team league. I would be a little surprised if, on average, he was going at pick like 110, 115. But I suppose he's just going to keep trending down. And the later and later it gets into camps where he hasn't signed, that'll obviously be a problem for his ADP. But yeah, I think about pick 100 is where he should be going. Another big-time follower is Pittman. He's down five spots into the mid-sixth round, and I actually got him in the mid-seventh round about like two or three days ago. So, big-time follower. I think this is an overreaction to people underreacting to start the offseason, if that makes any sense. To start the summer, people were over-projecting the Colts offense now that they're transitioning to not only a rookie quarterback, but one that's hypermobile. They were taking the pass catchers too early. They were over projecting the rushing touchdown projection for Jonathan Taylor. And so everyone starts to realize this. The ADP is correct. We see a big pullback on Jonathan Taylor. We see the pass catchers go down. But I think at this point, we're seeing like an overcorrection. Jonathan Taylor is a phenomenal pick now in the late second round. And now Pittman's falling really hard. I mean, listen, Pittman's a really, really good player. Great prospect. Clearly, they're number one. He has touchdown upside. You look at his frame. He's like a very, very big red zone threat. He's just by far the best receiver they have on the offense. And so the later and later he goes, I mean, if you ever see him on the board in the seventh round, that is absolutely a phenomenal pick. You should be taking that every single time. And I still think Jonathan Taylor is a slam dunk whenever he falls into the late second round. So, I know that Richardson, you know, increases the risk for everyone in this offense, but they do have some, like, truly elite skill players. I think it's more of those, like, secondary players. Like, yeah, uh, Josh Downs, Alec Pierce, like, their upside isn't very high, but, you know, Pittman and Jonathan Taylor are still very good players. I don't think they should be falling as much as they are. Another big-time follower into the top 100 is DeAndre Hopkins. He's down about four spots, um, but he's in a range where everyone's taking wide receivers. So it's not down four spots, but uh, he hasn't fallen amongst wide receivers. He has fallen behind Drake London, Terry McLaurin, and Mike Williams over the last two weeks. My guess is that he keeps falling behind DJ Moore, Christian Kirk, Brandon Ayuk, before settling in like just above Deontay Johnson and Chris Godwin. Now, I have currently in the rankings him... Ahead of that group um, that he's like... Basically, I have him at ADP right now. But I have him ahead of the group. I think he's going to fall behind. Kirk, DJ Moore, and Brandon Ayuk. And honestly, I was curious what you all think about that. Um, we're obviously like not able to do a full projection on him because we don't even know what team he's on. And so it's very difficult to know what his involvement will be. But I feel like I should drop him behind that group. Uh, the betting markets right now are... Um, Really, really leaning towards the Titans. Um, Titans are in first place by a good amount. Then it's New England after that in second place, then Kansas City in third, and like with Dalvin Cook, there's no real close team in fourth place. And so you look at the top teams, you're like, okay, well, if he lands on the Patriots, he lands on the Titans, I have to imagine his ADP is gonna fall honestly closer to like the, the Pittman, JSN and Lockett range, like fall way down, maybe like up to 20 spots by ADP if he lands on Kansas City he'll probably end up as like a, what, like an early third round pick. And so if we look at that and we're like, well, so the top two teams, what the betting markets are telling us is most likely to happen, his ADP is going to fall maybe 20 spots. I think it makes sense that I should drop him behind Christian Kirk, behind DJ Moore, behind Brandon Ayuk, players that we know are very good. And we know we're in locked in roles this season. Uh, I'm just curious what you all think about that. Only other player that's really worth even going over for followers is Evan Ingram. Um, I've actually been ending up up with like a lot of Evan Ingram recently, and he's consistently been falling into the late ninth round where I'm more comfortable taking him. So um, I think we're going to see him fall a little bit more over the next two weeks. I mentioned earlier this summer how he's not really a big time target for me and that, you know, Same thing, my favorite targets at tight end are Mark Andrews, Hawkinson, Pitts, and Waller. That remains true. Those are my favorite ones to draft if you're not getting them, you know, just draft a bunch of them late. But I'm also a Jaguars truther, and so I end up with a lot of Trevor Lawrence. So where I'm at right now is that on underdog, I am targeting Evan Ingram at his ADP now that it's like a little bit more depressed than it was earlier this summer. When I draft Lawrence, which I do a lot because I really like Trevor Lawrence, I really like the Jaguars offense, I want exposure to them. And so when I draft Trevor Lawrence, I want to draft Evan Ingram because if I think the offense is going to be really good, Evan Ingram is going to be a part of that and a beneficiary of these spiked tweaks. So when you have a team like that, go after him. But if I'm not drafting Trevor Lawrence, I don't think I personally need any more exposure to Evan Ingram. I don't think he really fits on a team where you're not drafting Trevor Lawrence because I don't think there's really a world where Evan Ingram has another breakout maybe he does even better than last season but Trevor Lawrence isn't breaking out like if the, if that's happening Trevor Lawrence is having a phenomenal year you should have drafted Trevor Lawrence and so I would pair the two of them I would not take Evan Ingram solo and for the redraft crowd out there stacking's not super important in a redraft league but this is one of the cases where I'd almost treat it in the same way. Like, if you believe in the Jaguars, you end up having Trevor Lawrence. I do actually think Evan Ingram is, like, a really quality tight end to go after. If Lawrence has a great year, it's pretty likely that Evan Ingram is going to be a good pick at tight end where he's going. But if you're not all in on Jacksonville, you don't draft Trevor Lawrence, I just don't think drafting Evan Ingram solo as, like, your only Jaguar is some, like, fantastic value in a, a great pick. So if you take Lawrence, take Ingram. If you don't, I would probably just avoid Evan Ingram. So those are the biggest fallers over the last two weeks. But who else do I think will fall over the next two weeks? Based off drafts I've been in, um, just like seeing who's consistently falling well past their ADP, I think Dalvin, like I said before, is going to keep cratering. I think Jamal Williams is going to see his ADP drop. We had the Kamar news recently. We have no idea what the suspension is, but it's looking a little bit more likely. that It'll be closer to like two or four games, and so I think people are going to react to that and be like, okay, we don't need to take Jamal Williams this early. Jonathan Mingo, I think, is going to keep falling. Uh, We got a little bit of positive reports about Adam Thielen, maybe his red zone usage, him being the number one wide receiver on this team, plus Mingo, a rookie, their ADPs fall around this time. And then Cole Komet. Um, I don't know if it's like Tunyon being there that's throwing people off, but uh Comment used to be going at like. Pick 130. Then he kind of cratered into this new ADP around pick like 145. He's been kind of settling in around there. It's like the early 13th round or so. But I have seen him fall into like the 160s, 170s, you know, into like the 15th round recently. So I don't know if someone changed their projections, if people are like, you know, a little bit hesitant to draft him because of Robert Tunyon being there. Which I understand, like I'm not really going after Cole Komet right now, uh, but I think he's gonna keep falling. He's gonna really become, you know, one of them like 15th, 16th round picks when it's all said and done. So uh, if you wanna see everyone's ADP movement over time, you can see that for free on my website, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. And I'm not 100% sure, but there is a chance that by the time you're watching this, I have the new ADP app built out showing the best and worst picks by site which will also be free so you can check that out the uh not 100 percent sure again if it's going to be done uh but if it's not done that'll be up soon i'll be back tomorrow to go with the players i've drafted the most this summer monday for another episode of mock draft monday and then tuesday night live 6 30 eastern to answer any questions you all have and to do a draft on stream but then my friends is in this one hope you all enjoy. if you did how about hitting the like button and have about subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.